to uh, Shame the Thrones, your weekly recap podcast for HBO's uh, Star Wars holiday special of a TV show, A Game of Thrones. And on this 60th episode of A Shame of Thrones, we've got something special in store for you. How you doing tonight, Brian? I'm okay, Doug. Just okay? How are you? Yeah, a little tired. Spent a lot of time working out. Uh, I have an endless project going on in my backyard. Oh. And uh, I'm very tired. But uh, well, at least you live in this. New England, so it's nice and cool. Oh, yeah. No, that's the best. I love it up here with my shanty towns and my <laughs> and my lobster rolls and lobster rolls yep that yeah. sounds like new england to me mm-hmm. i'd right. go whaling on the weekends sure <laughs> uh and he doesn't mean uh looking for chicks and bars um anyway guys <laughs> we're uh, uh i'm not kidding oh no yeah okay okay that's, moving, how, that's how we're starting yeah. okay I, so I, guys we have something really special for you so uh this is going to be Tonight we're talking about episode eight of season five, also known as Hard Home. Now, am I wrong in thinking that, Brian, this is your favorite episode of Game of Thrones? I think it's in the top three. Oh, uh, oh the, really? Oh, I yeah. thought when we first yeah. started hanging out, you said this was by far and away your favorite episode. So, Well, it certainly was in the first uh, six seasons or five seasons, but these two last episodes from season six. Oh, yeah, I think Battle are, of Bastards I, and stuff. Yeah, and of course, the common thread on all of those is that they were directed by Miguel Sapochnik. Sapochnik. That's how you say it. Yep. Sapochnik. Just uh, like so, the dish. Which he actually. Oh, crap. Lay crap. Hold on. You got Oh, fuck. Okay, I'll cut this. Okay. Yeah, so the common thread on these episodes is, of course, Miguel Sapochnik. He directed the last one, which we kind of thought was not great, but I think the last one was probably more a function of the source material. Or the uh, whoever wrote the episode, which I'm, I'm guessing was D and D or one of their minions. Well, I'm looking but, uh, at it right now, and D and D wrote this yeah. episode too. So I guess their writing oh. isn't any kind of a uh, hindrance to a good director. So that's well, I, do, I mean, I, I disagree with that. But <laughs> well, yeah, I, I mean, I, well, honestly, like, how much writing do they do in an episode where it's all action? The guy goes over, he runs somewhere, stuff happens, stuff blows up. It's got to be a lot yeah, of like. Very true. Like, I wonder how much, um, the, you know, the last episode of season six, the the entire scene leading up to the the set being blown up. I mean, it's just one of the most incredible things with the the, the cello music. True, I think is yeah. what it was playing. Yep. You know, back and forth between these different scenes, and I wonder how much of that was on paper versus on celluloid. So I don't know. I mean, I can just tell you that I think my three favorite episodes of this series have been directed by the same guy. So. Uh, that's not, that's saying like, something, and and once again, that guy is not coming back for season seven. I guess he's too are expensive. You serious? Yeah, he's too expensive, or he's going off and doing real movies now. So I guess it's just like one of these things you cut your teeth and make a good uh, Game of Thrones episode. It'll make your career. Well, I, I uh, thanks for the memories, Miguel. Yeah, I I, don't know. I, I, uh, yeah. no, I enjoyed I enjoyed all of those episodes, but uh, yeah. I was really hoping you were going to say this was your favorite. And I guess yeah, it wasn't before season six started. So, or seven, yeah, yeah, six. So that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, but tonight, guys, uh, for a couple of reasons, mainly we didn't want to prep, and we've already done a review for this show that hasn't been released, and we're still waiting for our Patreon uh, subscribers and uh, to push us over the edge to our dollar amount, and we we might release. The very first recording of a uh, Game of Thrones review we did um, for Hard Home. It was the very first one we did as a trial. We never released it because it was too embarrassing, and that might get released. You're gonna have too to too sexy, too sexy. It's like getting uh, you know, <laughs> it's like getting uh, booted from Overwatch and suspended so you can't play again. And you're just oh, too sexy. Anyway, uh, we are going to watch the episode in real time with you guys. And because I know some of you guys aren't able to uh, watch the show on your computer and listen to the podcast at the same time, you're probably in the car working out, um, having sex with some kind of, uh, I don't know, creature. Uh, you might not be able to have the episode playing at the same time. So I will try to do a play-by-play. It's going to be awful. We'll probably never do this again, but it's going to be a grand experiment. Now, are you ready, Brian? I am. Okay, yes. so we're on the screen that says written uh, for television by uh, some dickhead and some blowjob. Okay, let's not get crass right off the <laughs> Yeah, I'm sorry. By, by the way, guys, this is right. your first episode. It will be your last episode of listening to A Shame of Thrones. Yeah, it'll be my okay. last episode hosting. Okay, right, so. I guess we hit play. I don't, yep, three, this is going to be a nightmare. Two, one, play.
And there we go. Directed by Miguel Sapochnik. Okay, we are in uh, Marine. Danny uh, is looking pretty stern with uh, Miss Sandy. They're looking down on Jorah and Tyrion. Uh, and Jorah speaks up. Uh, she's shutting him up right away. Oh, man. Oh, she's asking if you are Tyrion Lannister, why wouldn't I kill you? Hmm. They're both saying they want revenge against the Lannisters. Brian, you got to help me out here. This is terrible, Doug. Yeah, this is pretty <laughs> awful, but we're going to keep going. Okay, so I, I mean, I get that Danny's upset about the the whole murder thing, but I think she needs to re- evaluate her position. That I mean, if Tyrion's come over there, he's obviously has the four on one on uh, on Westeros. I mean, I think she is smart to consider him being her new advisor, um, right? He's got yeah, value, yeah, like her consigliere. Yeah, right. exactly. And you, and you would think that he doesn't have any friends here. Uh, so, like, you right. can, like, quarantine him. If you're worried that he'll, like, double-cross you or backstab you, you would think that he's all by himself. And then Jorah... Well, uh, he's got Jorah. I mean, Jorah, I, I, you would have to think that the two are in cahoots in co- together. Yeah, cahoots is the exact word that I was looking for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but at the end of the game, I do think that she's uh, very, almost too open to him joining her. Because, he, I mean, realistically, the Targaryens and, and the Lannisters, I mean... Lannisters overthrew them, or at least were in large part responsible for Robert's rebellion. So I did think when I watched it that she should have viewed him with a larger degree of skepticism. But then again, he also is probably the greatest Lannister killer at the same time. So that's true. It's a a good way to, you know, break the kind of a lot of back. I think that's good. I mean, I think that's a good way to take the show. Miss Sandy, of course, uh, she's got that pop in that belly button. Oh, yeah. Why is she dressed like super sexy? I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, she's definitely she's got a six pack. Well, not not like a hard body six pack, but she's definitely a like she works out. So, yeah, she is a good looking woman. Yep. She also is. Uh, I think we talked. We talked. Actually, we did talk about this a couple episodes the ago. Fast and she Furious like, movies. She's in the Fast and Furious. No, movies as a, oh, I didn't know that. That's yeah, crazy. As a, like a hacker or something. I don't know. <laughs> Tokyo Drifted. Yep. She. <laughs> she's like isn't she like 11 or something in the books yeah and it it that's how old i assume she is here on the show oh come on now don't yeah. get weirdo uh it's it's I, I i don't know miss sandy is one of these things where like they need danny to talk to somebody and to have a friend and she just and it's kind of like that scene where in season six where Tyrion and miss sandy are trying to talk to um uh, well, no, Tyrion, Missandei, and Grey Worm are trying to have a conversation and jokes, and they have nothing to talk about. Um, yeah. I don't think Missandei is that intriguing of a character. Even the bullshit romance that they're still pushing in the season seven trailers between Missandei and Grey Worm, I just don't see it. I don't like. Yeah, slave Pam and Jim. I just don't. Which, I just she don't also care. Is, she serves as. I mean, she's basically the inner monologue for Danny. I right. Mean, that's she's really just. Her Right, she's just there as so Danny doesn't talk out loud to an empty room so the audience can hear her thoughts. So what did you think about uh, about uh, Tyrion's recommendation that she exile Jorah but d- does not murder him? Well, I would say that's fine, um, except that she already exiled him once, essentially. Like, she yeah. sent him away, right? Yeah, uh, yes, so to, So to do it again seems dumb. Like... Uh, I would say, I don't know, have him, just put him on probation. Uh, put him in charge of, like, <laughs> no, like, seriously, like, put him in charge of, like, uh, you know, it's like if I was an area manager of, let's say, ooh, I don't know, um, let's say Spencer's Gifts, I would, like, say, let's see what you can do with the Cleveland office, and if you, <laughs> we'll put you out there for a year, if you can turn it around and stop the uh, internal theft, maybe we'll bring you back home uh, yeah. to the to the big boys here. Uh, you have stolen so many mugs that have boobs <laughs> on them. <laughs> World's horniest grandpa mugs are disappearing yeah. by the case. Yeah. Um, no, but like, I... You gotta meet with your <laughs> Spencer's parole officer, <laughs> SPO, at least once a week. I'm just saying that like, if... I think it's a good line, but what undercuts it is the fact that she sent Jorah away once already. So sending him yeah. away again, it just has less meaning. Like we're watching him right now, 
uh, walking out the the gates of Marine, and he's done this already. It's just kind of, it's not impactful. Like it's kind of like no, it's really just, not. No, and, and of course, they, yeah. Now he looks at his wrist, and he's got grave scale. Is like, hey, remember I'm dying, audience. Especially because we know, at least in the second watch, and we've seen him come back a third time, and then she's like, well, then go cure yourself, and then maybe. All right, here we go. Okay. Oh, no, no. So we thought we were going to... So I'm misremembering Hardhome. I thought this was going to be all in the north, but it's not. So after Marine, we're going to... it's about uh, the the last 30 minutes. No, this is great. Cersei getting water from a spoon. (laughs) (laughs) He's getting water from a spoon from Septa Unella, Septa Hottie Unella. Uh, She's asking about her son and getting beaten for Doing spoon slaps. Yeah, getting some spoon slaps. (laughs) I mean... with this, like, I don't know. How do you feel about uh, Cersei getting brought low? I feel like it's not great. Like, it should be great. I mean, we all hate Cersei, but, like, uh, I don't... What are your feelings when you when you see Cersei in her lowest position possible? I've always kind of wanted Cersei to get her comeuppance, um, but this is like a false comeuppance right. because it just leads to her being more powerful. But even even so, if you didn't know that, even if you thought that, uh-oh, what, what's going to happen to her in Churchdale? Uh, not much because I thought Churchdale was kind of arbitrary and nonsensical, so I wasn't really excited about it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's yeah. Not, not compelling. All right. So now we're in no. uh, Bravos, as they pronounce it, and uh, Arya's posing as a... Cockold merchant handing out um, infidelity to people with hot sauce. And it's uh, terrible. <laughs> trying to make jokes. All right. Let's see what you can yeah. do. Try harder, you uh, dummy. I will. Anyway, so, you know, and it's cutting back and forth with uh, Jake and Hagar, and she's telling them all the stuff that she's lead- learning while being a goddamn street rat. Um, once again, just more like assassin training. Uh, at least stuff is happening here. I can't believe we went to this well again in the next season, right? Yeah. I mean, she seemed like she knew she was learning what to do, how to be an assassin, and then she was excommunicated briefly because she killed somebody she wasn't supposed to. The t- it was No, it was, uh, what's his nuts? Oh, Marin uh, Trant in yeah, season yeah, six? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that, even that was so clumsy and just disgusting. Um, yeah. Stabbed him in the so, eye or something. Twice, I think. Yeah, because he's yeah because he kept going to that uh, that uh, whorehouse and asking for like for younger eight-year- and younger girls. Yeah, like eight year olds, dude. Eight year olds, dude. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I don't want to go off on that rant again. Yeah, uh, disgusting. Yeah. And then this weird guy. The uh, no, actually, I think it's this this season because she is stalking this old guy who's the merchant that. Uh, so basically. And this is like this is how it is in the book. There's this uh, insurance guy who's basically insurance scamming uh, sailors. Yeah, What's, but okay. So, I mean, the the there is definitely a need for insurance. I don't understand. I, I don't even understand what the scam is here. Well, no, I, I the scam is the scam. refuses to pay out. Right, he refuses to pay out once the sailor is dead. So sailors give him money. Every, you know, I don't know, one time or multiple times, um, if they do not return on their voyage. Um, their family will be taken care of. This guy will give the wife and kids a big payout so that they don't starve. And supposedly he isn't following through once the sailors die. He's not um, following up with the payoff. So why doesn't somebody go to Yelp and put a bad review and then <laughs> yeah. he's out of business because he's not paying out on his claims? I yeah, mean- or like graffiti, you know, snitch or something on the wall. But um, I understand there's power imbalances in this world, but... It shouldn't be that hard for somebody else to get their own insurance company going. I don't right. know. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Once again, it's just... Was that in the book? Yeah, it was in the book. Um, but here's the thing. In both in the show, what, the reason I brought it up, and besides it happening in front of our faces, uh, she is about to kill him, and then she sees Marin Trant and Mace Tyrell show up, I think. I think that might even be this season, if not this episode. So that'll be fun. I don't think it's this episode. Yeah, probably not. We don't have the much before it gets the hard on, but it's soon though. Yes, you, I agree. And it, it, our introduction is Mace walking around singing. <laughs> fucking bangers. awesome! That guy's such <laughs> a badass. <laughs> like you know, they always say like you know, 
I remember when um, GW2 was elected, they were like, well, who do you want to have a beer with? I would have a beer with Mace Tyrell if he was elected. If he was up for uh, oh, yeah. some kind of elected office, yeah. That guy that to be awesome. my best friend. Yeah, exactly. I, <laughs> I want him to hang out with me and watch uh, Game of Thrones episodes or play Ninja Gaiden or something. Yeah, I mean, anybody but you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, okay, so once again, Jake and Hagar is dropping... Uh, life lessons to all the the dumb little tryouts here and Ari is one of them oh she's giving him some poison I mean there's um, really honestly no point in recapping because yeah well it's fine we're just giving our thoughts guys it's a water cooler show yeah uh, mm-hmm. but we're watching the episode I guess the spark discussion um, I did like that little smirk as she walked away. She's ready to. Yeah, she's, she's ready like to murder. She's, she's and that's the thing is she's not a good guy. She she yeah. is excited to murder a stranger. She freelanced on her last one. Now she's got an official assignment. Yep. So she's ready to go. Yep. She's like a this cop that's like I can't wait to shoot this citizen. Yeah. <laughs> it's like did I tell like, you today was uh, this evening was disappointing because I put on cops. And I, I was like, I can't watch this episode for the third time. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Did, haven't they been oh, do, how did you run out of cops episodes? Haven't they been doing it for like decades? Oh man, I don't Hundreds know. What it of is. Episodes? They play this one they play this one from Vegas and it's so unfair. It's this African American gentleman and his wife just walking down the street. They're in an argument. I don't know who called the cops, but the cop rolls up, it's a skinny white nerd, and he jumps out and he's like Sit down, sit down, sit down. The guy will sit down. He's like, I'm just trying to talk to you, man. And then the cop tases him. Jesus. And while the guy's getting tased, tased, he points his wife. He goes, I'm going to deal with you next, bitch. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. He drops to the ground. It just, I mean, I, oh, I feel so bad for the dude. The cop is a piece of shit. I mean, yeah. the, the, the guy's not even going after him. It's terrible. But but just the fact that the guy was being tased and points at his wife and goes, I'm going to deal with you next, bitch. It's <laughs> the Christ. He's <laughs> absolutely right. But then it turns out he's mad at her because he thought that she could withdraw more money from her ATM and she couldn't. So maybe that guy does suck. Yeah, that guy probably does suck. But it's still, you don't know that in the moment. No, no. And the cop is, I mean, that, that, that was police brutality. No question. Yeah. Anyways, uh, so so that's all the hilarious things. Uh, Yeah, watching cops who learned how bad police or not (laughs) not police officers, but there are a lot of. No, uh, I I will say there's something behind Black Lives Matter. Of course, that undoubtedly. I will say something uh, about this too. I think I I saw an episode of Cops where a guy I went to junior high school and high school with was on as an officer. Oh, as a county sheriff. Uh, and it was great, but you could tell he was uber aware. I know I didn't know the guy; I wasn't friends with him. But he was on the bus with me. He was in classes and stuff, and he, you could tell he was playing it up for the camera. He was well aware that there was a camera following him, and he was, you know, and, and that's it's just normal. Like cops are just people. Like that's the thing yeah. is, you want to hate him, you want to demonize him. Every okay, good so thing. Let's, let's stop talking about cops. Let's focus on this episode. All right. So, anyways, yeah, let's let's interrupt me when I'm talking about cops, not you. So. <laughs> Cersei is talking to Kyburn in Churchdale, and she's getting real pissed. Uh, I don't, I don't know what's happening here. We should be watching the su- uh, subtitles, but uh, I guess Kyburn's like, uh, "Hey, I'm gonna help you as much as I can, but I can't get you out of here." Uh, by the way, I'm working on a zombie killer monster. Uh, it's is gonna be cool. Yunella, like, uh, you know, you find out the weird-looking lady from Dodgeball. Is actually a beautiful lady. Is that the same thing with Septon Yunella? I, I don't know. Let's IMDb it. So here we go. I've always talked much mad shit about Septa Yunella being hot under that frock. Let's see what she looks like. So I'm on a hot to trot under that frock. All right. So talk about the episode while I look her up. All right. So now Reek is appearing in oh Jesus chambers. I thought we get a we get an episode without fucking Ramsey. No. Well, there's no Ramsey yet. It's just the two of them. Hey, you know he's coming. Yeah, she's upset. Oh, why? Because she's getting tortured and raped every night, and Theon just sold her yeah. ass out and got somebody, some old lady played. That was bullshit. Yeah. And how did they know that the lady was even involved? I, yeah, I, I don't know how it, it got back to her. Yeah. Seemed like a nice old lady. Yeah. Well, I mean, she probably wasn't that nice. Well, she was trying to help Sansa. She's not terrible. She could be. Right. So Reek is explaining how bad Ramsey is, how he knows everything, and then cut off 
played part of him in Confus Donger, which was his most favorite part. Oh, this episode has a 9.9 on IMDb. That's pretty good. Yeah, I told you. You know, I wouldn't allow that because I only do a ten point or a five point scale on uh, ten ten increments, so half stars. So that wouldn't a nine point nine would just be rounded up to a ten or a five rather. Um, so that's not yeah. going to happen. Oh no, that makes a lot of sense. Yep, definitely not obstinate for the person of being obstinate. Yep. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> Ramsey continues to be reek and oh, not Ramsey. Uh, Theon be- continues to be reek and. Discusses to Stanza how he did awful things. He didn't kill the boys, and of course now is where he confesses that he didn't actually kill Bran or Rickon, which is a betrayal to uh, to Ramsay. <clears throat> this is difficult in real time. Yeah, it's really difficult, especially when the other guy's not talking to you. I think it's I think it's going better. Well, we just go off these tangents. I think that's pretty yeah. good. Uh, so I did see the waif. She's not nearly as ugly in IMDb as she is in the in the show. I bet she's probably just as annoying. She's only thirty years old. That's crazy. Uh, really? Yeah. Oh, Septa Unella. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Pictures, images. See all. Uh, yeah. It must have been the most recent thing she's done. But oh yeah, uh, she's all right. She looks pretty good. She's an older woman, but she looks like she's got it together. I'm sending you a screenshot right now. Stand by. Standing by. Standing by. Okay, so you check out the screenshot while I talk about the scene. So now uh, Ramsey and Roos are talking strategy, I imagine, because of the Stannis problem. The worst thing that's ever happened on. <laughs> what, the worst thing that's happened on this show? I don't think so. Starting this show is probably the worst thing that ever happened. All right, so, yeah, it seems pretty dire. They said they're prepared for a siege. Oh, this is infamous. You remember this? This is what yes. Ramsey says, all Hell I need yeah. is what? 20 good men. No, it's, I think it's 12. Or it's 20. Let's find out. Uh, but, yeah, this is ridiculous. So, uh, he wouldn't say 12 good men. He'd say a dozen good men if that was the number he needed. What if he said, like, two half dozens? I need a baker's dozen <laughs> minus one. <laughs> two plus two, two. What is it? Two times three minus one. What's the name of the? Two uh, times three minus. No, it's uh, two times one. Oh yeah, three times one minus one. That's it. Don't even bother looking that up. Yep. You don't need an army. I need twenty good men. You were right. Yeah. Twenty good men. Oh Jesus. It's so fucking stupid. And uh, once again, it's just like Dorne. I did not want. I did not think Stannis was going to win the Iron Throne. I just hated the way Stannis was handled in this goddamn show. Hated it. He's still alive in the books, isn't he? Yeah, he's still alive. He's yeah. still like they're out in the cold. They're starving to death. But he has some kind of crazy plan. Um, oh, you know what though? I think Shireen is still alive in the books. But I think that that yeah. that uh, George R. R. Martin confirmed that. She's going to get burned in the books. Yeah, think, but we've talked yeah. about the fact that uh, they didn't express how dire the army's circumstance was because the army was star- starving last week. They said things are getting bad, and then next episode, they're going to be the worst ever. And I don't think we we might not even check in with Stannis this episode. So my problem is not that Stannis burned his kid, which is fucking disturbing, but my problem is the way the show handled it is it went from everything's hunky-dory to I've got to burn my child within two episodes. It was just rushed. Yeah. That's a huge decision for one of our but characters. But it's snowing in the north. Oh, no. Yeah. It's, uh... Okay, yeah. so we're back with uh, Tyrion and Danny, and I guess she's trusting Tyrion enough to be alone with him in her uh, chambers. Um, you know, she's just quizzing him, asking him how well he knows the Dragon Encyclopedia or something. I don't know. Um... Yeah, like, uh, Tyrion's great. He can handle most scenes, but he doesn't have anything to play off of with Amelia Clark, Clark here. Yeah, she's kind of, uh, she's not an interesting character to play off of, I don't think at all. You know, and, and she's very similar she's to John. Sincere. She's very similar to John. John, but John even has more, like, personality, right? Yeah, John has, uh, John has some amount of humor. You, if you remember at the, uh, he laughed at when he came back to dead from the dead, and somebody said, "We thought you were a god." And then uh, Torborn 
<laughs> not Torm Bjorn. Yeah, from Overwatch, yep. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? Tormund. Uh, yeah, Tormund Giants Bane said, uh, I've seen your way, you're not a god, and Jana actually laughed at that. I mean, John definitely was emo, emo kid for a long time, but he seems to have a certain amount of humor. Danny just doesn't have any humor at all. Yeah, she and doesn't that, seem to have much of a, per, a personality, just in general. No, I mean, but she does. I mean, she's the conqueress, um, I guess. I, I, yeah, her her relationship with Dario seems fake too. Like it doesn't seem sincere. I don't know. Uh, like I I I felt a little bit of warmth between her and uh, Drogo. Was that the guy? Yeah, uh, I felt that that relationship kind of worked. But uh, yeah, she really doesn't have a lot. Going, and I understand that, like, uh, you know, protagonists are often ciphers for the reader's own uh, feelings and thoughts. They can, uh, you know, you don't want to make them too unique because then you'll alienate some readers because the reader is supposed to identify with, you know, the main character of, like, a video game is usually milk toast, like Master Chief or something, you know. That mm-hmm. guy doesn't have any feelings or character flaws. They should have made Master Chief fat. Yeah, I would have loved that, yeah. And then I would have really identified with him. Yeah. Halo stunk. Halo, I tell you what, Halo is great for multiplayer, and I know you don't like that. No, it didn't even stink. But the story is terrible. The story is god-awful rip-off bullshit from aliens and Starship Troopers and all that crap. Uh, anyway, I'm just sitting here and I'm wondering when we're going to get to the fireworks of Hearthome. She just keeps talking. Oh, it's coming, buddy. It's coming real soon. Uh, she's just keeping talking. About dragons or something. Uh man. I hope she dies in the next season. <laughs> I don't think like that's happening, but it'd be pretty great. <laughs> she also looks sometimes with the shots of her uh she she just looks like a little kid some of the time. Yeah, I mean she has a very yeah. uh cherub like face. She's in her late twenties, you know, but she I guess uh, that's part of the reason she was casted is that she just has a uh, a perfect face, you know, that doesn't age or crack or anything. Yeah. Dan- uh, Targaryens don't crack is what I heard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but but it's also this, like, thing that Tim Burton did uh, where he loves these uh, pale brunettes because they have, like, very pale skin. And then he puts, like, makes them wear white wigs or blonde wigs. Uh, he did that with Christina Ricci and uh, Winona Ryder. It's just a bunch of like weird. Uh, it's, it's obviously his fetish, kind of like um, you know Rex Ryan and feet. Which have you seen that uh, video of him getting into that tussle in the Nashville bar? Him and his brother. No, 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 no. I, I I've read about it, but I haven't actually seen the video. It seems yet. like they were just drinking with uh, these other dudes or some people at the bar, and yeah. it just broke out into a fight. All of a sudden, like uh, Rex Ryan started pushing the guy pretty rough, and I'm pretty sure he's, it had to have been about feet. <laughs> yeah, I read on Pro Football Talk. Some dude walked up to him and said, "Feet are gross," and then he just went off. Yeah, and his brother got into it too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Jesus Christ, Ryan brothers are the goddamn worst. Yeah, they thing are. ever. And, you know, they're worse than, uh, I mean, worse than Michael Vick, Joe Mixon, Ray Rice, Greg Hardy, Michael Irvin combined. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, it's a hot take. That hot is take a hot everybody. take. I will <laughs> tell you, uh, they're not nearly as bad as Peyton Manning. That guy is the worst. What? Yeah. He's done a he, uh, to To be fair... He has done a lot outside of football for promoting pizza. <laughs> he does. Have yeah. you tried those breadsticks with cheese on them? It's pretty great. Yeah, I fucking worked at that clown show for years. I worked, I worked at Papa John's for like a, a summer, uh, yeah. and I promptly quit in disgrace because I uh, I let everybody go home early on Valentine's Day, and then all the lonely people in the town started ordering pizza at like 1030 at night. It was, uh, we got overrun. I had to take the phones off the hook. It was just a nightmare. You suck. Yeah, well, you can't even run a Papa John's. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look at me. I can't even run a Papa John's, but I can run a world class podcast. <laughs> anyway, so uh, Jorah goes back to his former slave owner and throws a coin in his face. I don't even know what that was about. Were you paying attention to that? No. Right now, we're on Cersei in Septon Unella. I know. I'm saying before this when we're talking about Papa John's and how terrible uh, Peyton Manning is. But anyway. <laughs> 
we all know what happens to Jorah. So uh, Septiunel is just continuing to give Cersei the business, and Cersei's I, drinking water up off the floor. And yes, with the uh, caption slurping in parentheses, which <laughs> I slurping quite a bit. Yeah. Be, oh no! Ah, fuck! Uh, can't cut that. Pause it. Nope. Can't. Pause cu- it. All right. Fine. Fuck. All right, so yeah, we're back. Uh, Gilly is still tending Sam's wound. Did you get the uh, text I sent you of Septa Yunella? Uh, the one where she's being tortured? Uh, no, with the wine in her face. No, that's pretty good too. But did you see when she's on like a red carpet for Sky? Oh, she's a good looking lady. Yeah, for like she's definitely like an older woman. She's a good looking lady, right? Older? I mean, she's maybe in her 40s. Uh, hey, I'm only uh, like 29, so... You're not that's... that far away, you dope. No, don't say that. 29, Jesus. Feeling fine. Yeah. Anyway, she'll be on the list, you know. You know, like on Friends, they have a list of like celebrities they can, you know, cheat on their spouses with. I think she's on the list. No, I would never do that. Okay. Anyway, so Sam and Gilly are being annoying. Um, I guess Sam's still recovering for his wounds when he got punched in the face 97 times. Um. Hey, oh, and it's Ollie. And once again, I think this is where the point where uh, Sam tries to convince Ollie that hey, letting in all these people that uh, murdered and ate your family is a good idea. And Ollie's like, "Fuck you, Sam." Well, uh, it, Sam doesn't even try to convince him. Sam like doesn't realize what Ollie's actually saying, which is a whole other problem. Oh uh, yeah, I mean, Sam's not the most perceptive person in the world, I guess. No. But Ollie's like, Ollie's concerned about all the wildlings coming over the wall. And Sam's like, ah, but John will be okay. Don't worry about that. And so <laughs> yeah. there's like a complete, uh, there's a complete disconnect in this conversation. It's like talking Sam to always Ho- comes back okay. <laughs> yeah. It's like talking to Homer Simpson or something. It's just, uh, yeah. it's not understanding. So you know what's interesting on this episode, Doug, what's is that, that uh, among the wildling not Walling, the uh, White Walker army. Later, the heavy metal band Mastodon oh, appears God. in the background. <sighs> you keep mentioning shit like that. I don't care who makes a, a cameo in this show uh, if they aren't like a part of the show. Like, uh, so like Ed Sheridan, some I don't know, disgusting uh, ginger <laughs> cunt singer. Uh, is going to be on the next hey, season of... Hey, uh, come on, man. I dare you. Some absolute piece of trash. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, yeah, some singer's going to be on like the so next season. Be that mean? No, he's he's probably Asshole. a good guy. I'm I'm sure he's a nice person. Um, I think he got cocked. Well, yeah, I mean, he's just... Look at him. Uh, well, anyway, but like when they're like, yeah, uh, Coldplay was on the episode. They were in the background. Um, they were the... Yeah. You know, like, I don't care. I really don't care. Uh, it's it's like when you go to see a movie or a a, a band, and like you're not into them, and then the, the, somebody says, "Well, you just don't know." Um, it's like the Kings of Leon. I remember somebody's like, "Well, you know, the Kings of Leon used to be a you know religious uh, band, but then they found out their father was a piece of shit, uh, you know, and was cheating on their mother and all this crap." So they uh whatever left the church and now they're doing their own thing and just being i'm like i don't care that's just too much backstory i don't give a shit um the arch is saying on itself uh i don't need uh like cliff notes i like thing i like uh artists showing up places you know other places uh i can't say that i'm a huge mastodon fan or a coldplay fan Although, do I remember you gave me that CD back in 2001? Oh, the well, the first, Col- yeah, the, yeah. First, the first Coldplay album is, is pretty great. Uh, I remember yeah. thinking it felt like being in a warm uh, sweater, and then it just, you know, they just they, they didn't evolve musically for my taste. Um, now, I'll tell you what, if like the Japan droid showed up in this episode, oh, I'd, yeah. be, I'd be stoked. Yeah. I think what would be good right now is some kind of like future, like if, the, uh, what are the, what's the guy that wears the, uh, like the robot helmets? Uh, Skrillex. <laughs> Skrillex no. in this episode. Oh, is Skrillex? Skrillex? <laughs> Are you sure Skrillex doesn't wear the giant mouse helmet? That's him. That's him. The dead, yeah. dead Skrillex. I think that's what it is. Like an idiot. All right. So, Jesus. all right. So we have arrived so, at Hard right, Home. So, hard home. so tell us so what's why happening. Does everybody from Hard Home have the same uniform. I don't know. It's stupid, and it's like this. Like uh, you know, like uh, it reminds me of uh, playing 
Goldeneye 007 on the Nintendo 64, and it's like the Russian uh, Arctic camo. So everybody has this, like, you know what I'm talking about, like a white camo. Yeah, but the problem is there's like there's a number of tribes that are supposed to be here, and I think that we know of six of them or so, but I think they're supposed to be even more different tribes. So you would think that they would all be dressed differently, or I guess they're all clubbing the same seals. I don't know what's going on with this. That bothered me. Yeah, um, I mean, was, it, it's it's mm-hmm. it's done for probably simplistically simplistic sake, and probably uh, yeah. for the CGI budget because I'm sure there's you know a good portion of people are actually in the shop, and I imagine they had to like reproduce hundreds of others. Unless it's just like the people inside the gates are the same tribe, and then everyone else. They- Different tribes are outside of the I'm pretty the sure gates. the wildlings are a meritocracy and they wouldn't put up with that bullshit of one tribe. No, I don't care. Um, I, no, I mean, I think uh, like the point of the, the wildlings is that most of them abandon their their uh, familial homes and they're all here at Hard Home waiting to figure out what the hell they're going to do next. Or at least they've scattered back from or scampered back from the assault on the wall. So, I mean, that might make sense, but still. Uh, All right, so now no we're getting a scene where Tormund yeah. is beating to death uh, the King of Bones. Lord of the Bones. But oh. so what? why that, – that was also odd to me. I don't know why – I don't think the Wallys are just like kill or be killed. I thought they were – there were some amount of uh, – some yeah. amount of like hierarchy or structure. Yeah, they're not they're not filthy ironborn. They have some kind of like civility to them. Um but yeah, it, it's just a bullshit thing where like Tormin uh is seen dealing with the enemy who's Jon Snow in the wild uh Night's Watch. So he has to prove himself how much of a badass leader he is, so this is the way they did it, I guess. Yeah. Well, I thought it was um, stupid. Yep, sure is. Alright, so now we get the whole thing where John's trying to tell them, hey, uh, you can come south. We'll let you live. And the girl from, uh, what was it? Pitch Perfect Two. Yep. I didn't know that. I thought the the lady was kind of cool. Oh uh, no, she's fine. Yeah, she's she's fine. Yeah, it's disappointing uh, that she ate it so quickly. Yeah, that is disappointing. Uh, but you know, she's no uh, Mastodon. I feel like Mastodon's yeah. performance was better. Oh shit! Okay, her name is. Wait for it. Still waiting, right? She's on. Is she one of those Pitch Perfect movies? Uh, She was in Pitch Perfect too. She was part of like the evil, like East German uh, acapella group. Her name is Brigitte, which I'm saying it's probably spelled Bridget, but I'm going to pronounce Brigitte because her uh, middle name is H J O R T. So I pronounce that as Hajort. H J. What? H-J-O-R-T, yep. Uh, and then last name Sorensen with an O with a line through it, which I'm pretty sure you oh, pronounce nice. Sorensen. Yep. No, I mean, you Sorensen. You have to get the, uh, yep. the Swedish chef inflection. That's right. Anyway, yeah. she's born in 82, so she's contemporary with some of my 82? older friends. Um, Since I'm 29, that's old, too old for me. Um... So now, yeah, so we're getting this bullshit thing where uh, John's trying to convince all the wildlings. So you got a Thin, and the Thins are such pieces of crap. I think uh, Brigitte even says that, the character. Um, you know, I kind of think that they don't want it. I wouldn't want a Thin. I'd rather leave it. If they're going to move the, these people down to the gift, I don't think you actually want the Thins to join them because the Thins will fucking eat people. I mean, yeah. that's their whole thing. Yeah, you're so, probably like, hmm. Like we yeah. like we like most of you guys. <laughs> yeah. But I think the Thens are the group that says, fuck you, we're not coming anyway. So that works. Yeah. They do. It's yeah. coming right now. Fuck you, I will do what you told me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you. You're raging against the machine of the wildlings. Yeah, I remember hearing that song first time at Disney World and I bought the album at uh, Best Buy and I was totally against the machine at that time. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I'm still against the machine. What kind of convoluted story is this? I'm just saying. I I hated rage, rage against the machine. Rage against the machine is Disney fucking World? bullshit because it's all like you can't. <laughs> it's this anti-establishment shit where they're just you know they're operating within the system and be like we're gonna bust it up from the inside. You know, they made some really cool squeaking noises <laughs> with their their guitars. <laughs> 
<laughs> Thank you for coming to Lollapalooza and paying $120. See us and yeah. everybody else. Be sure to buy our album and buy some t-shirts and shit. Rally around the family with a pocket chill full of Pocket shows. full of Papa John's pizza, am I right, Peyton Manning? Ah, yeah. <laughs> uh, fuck that. Okay, so anyway, so John's, you know, being Coach John, he's winning over uh, the Wildlings, like, you know, like the kind of Mary Sue we expect. This guy can do no wrong. Um, well, the great thing is, is that, like, in real life, no motivational speech or, like, any, you cannot convince anyone to, to switch their political leanings to any amount of persuasion whatsoever. No, but I, think, but I think what works here is John's not trying to do that. John's saying, hey, listen, I – and he's being very pragmatic. He's using a pragmatic argument saying, listen, you guys are all going to die and we're going to have to fight you twice uh, as, like, zombies. So – we would rather have you uh, a live, annoying enemy, or, you know, frenemies, than uh, dead, unstoppable enemies. Um, you know, so he's offering these people life, but he's doing it for selfish purposes. Uh, very smartly, uh, in fact. We've all we've talked about this. He just has terrible PR. Uh, I get that, but I don't... It, no, no speech has ever worked, I don't think. I don't know. There was a guy... Yeah. I, I went to... You know, a rally for a certain presidential candidate. I'm not going to say who. And uh, let's just say it, rem- <laughs> it rhymes with Med Maru's. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I guess you're right. Like I don't know, people people have their minds made up. I feel like speeches don't do it. I feel like actions do, um, and time. But obviously, yeah. those are two things we don't have on the show. There's not enough time, so we need to speed things along. So you get this kind of Walking Dead bullshit where somebody makes a very like uh, impactful speech and it causes everybody to change their whole worldview yeah. very quickly. That's yeah. TV. I'm not going to beat them up for that. No, no, I'm fine with it as yeah. well. Uh, but we forgot to mention there is a giant in the room. Fuck yeah. I love that guy. Uh, who was it? Juan Juan? That, yeah, that's one one. Yeah, I think in the books it seems like there's more giants left in, yeah. than is is here. I think we've only seen two of them. One of whom died in the assault on the wall with their uh, with their what the hell Magnum giant. Uh, oh yeah, d- d- giant crossbow. When they the giant did. crossbow, and then they had the uh, like the mastodons they rode. I think there were. Gosh, I think there were like at least a dozen of them, but uh, I could be wrong about that. I don't know. In the show, I think I've only seen two. Uh, yeah, no, no, no question about that in the show. Uh, yeah, so. I mean, uh, and once again, I guess we can't get fucking CGI wolves that are slightly bigger than normal wolves. Why Why the fuck would we have more than one giant? Yeah. Uh, okay, so what- here's a crazy thing. So Juan Juan, uh, you know, his name's like crazy long. long. But I guess it's a weird, veiled reference to um, uh, a Giants quarterback from the 70s or 80s. I can't remember the guy's name. Uh, Phil Sims, that piece of shit who's a terrible announcer on the CBS uh, NFL. Yeah, his son sucks and he always tries to defend him. (laughs) Well, he, you know, he did burst his spleen playing for a football uh, Wow. Hey, still, that doesn't mean he's good at throwing Anyway, football, so Phil, but, Sw- yeah. Phil Sims used to play for the New York Giants, and his, his jersey number was 11 or 1-1. One, one. Are you serious? I is swear to God. Is? I swear to God. Oh, God. This is, I, I guess, confirmed from George R. R. Martin himself. Ah. But it, doesn't that take away from the... <laughs> takes a yes, little bit away? I, yeah, I, I think you know me. I've been... Pro Juan Juan since day one, but I hate the Sims. They so, yeah. suck. Yeah, they are. They seem like a weird, privileged uh, football family. Well, I, I remember uh, Chris Sims or uh, Phil Sims like appearing on radio stations and trying to pump up his shitty kid. <laughs> Jesus, I, I actually yeah. like uh, his son's like podcast. He has like a podcast on like you know Bleacher Report or something like that. He's okay. I like him. Uh, but his dad, yeah, I hate his dad. Fuck his dad. Anyway, um, so uh, Brigitte, the best guest star in Game of Thrones ever, um, is seen loading up small children into a boat oh, to go back. I gotta say, I disagree with the best guest star ever. Oh, uh, name it. Fucking Al Swearingen, buddy. Uh, I guess, but he was in at least two episodes, so. 
You know, Are you sure like, about that? Yep. It wasn't at least. He might have been in two episodes. At, uh, okay, at most two episodes. Yeah. But Swearingen hated the show. He's like, he publicly is like, fuck that show. Well, you know what? That's Tits also and Dragons. True. You know, everybody who complains about being on this fucking show, go fuck yourself. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Every fucking actor who's like, this show is so beneath me, guess what? You fucking suck as an actor. No one knows your fucking name. This is the greatest thing you've ever done. And, yeah. And you're going to drag it through the mud? Go fuck your mouth. Uh, okay. <laughs> Look, an ice dragon! I swear to God, I just saw an ice dragon fly through the air. Anyway, uh, so people are freaking out. Some people are heading to... Some of the Night's Watch folks are ferrying people to the boats. Uh, wildlings are freaking out. They're all looking... Uh, it's about to go the mountain, down. Shit's about to go down, yep. right? So, oh, and there's this weird, like Stephen King type mist that's coming down off the mountains. Oh, the mist. Yeah. Yep. It's gonna turn. Yep. Where's Marky Mark? It was that Marky Mark in the mist. I don't. No. I thought it was Marky Mark. No, it was the Punisher, Tom Jane. Oh, okay. Uh, anyway, so they're like, oh, this is evil mist. Everybody, shut the gates. Let's get inside. So, mad stampede. Wildlings are running. Mastodon's running. <laughs> They're getting inside. And all the they had to do was run out into the water or just go jump on ships in the water. Yeah, it's, that's, you know, it's just yeah. a balmy, like, I don't know, 20 degrees. Well, I know, but later in this scene, the uh, the whites do not follow into the water. No, but in uh, the book, there's a great line that says they get a report from Hard Home and it just says, dead things in the woods, dead things in the water. It's one of the greatest things. Like, that should be a band, uh, a fucking album name. So, Mastodon, if you're listening to this, and I know you are, name your yeah, next Mastodon. album, Dead Things no, in the Woods. No, Save that for Coldplay. Coldplay. <laughs> name your next album <laughs> or next guest appearance on Sesame Street. Uh, yeah. Dead Things in the Woods, Dead Things in the Water. Hell yeah. <laughs> All right. You so, know what? I would actually go buy that Coldplay album. Yeah, I totally would. Anyway, so... And it would not be out of line with all the other words. All right, so we're going to talk about the action now because things are going to get real. Yes. Okay, so they closed these gates. Half the people got cut off and they were banging on the gates and now there's silence. So the leader of the Thens goes to peek through a hole like some kind of horror movie trope and he sees a skeleton come right in his face and is reaching his hand through the hole and they have uh, blue eyes and guess what? It's a whole bunch of zombie army coming to kill him. Uh, lots of bows. You know what's and frustrating arrows. to me is what? that I don't understand the whites. The uh, what is required to kill a white? I mean, it seems like they kind of have the brain thing going on because that's the trope. Yeah, right. But it's it's not clear that that's actually what it takes to kill a, a white at all. No, I think it's very arbitrary. Yeah, and I think uh, the one that kills Jojen might have been decapitated. It was just like a skeleton with a, a knife stabbing yeah. him. So I I think we know that uh, fire kills the animated corpses, and uh, we know that Valyrian steel kills the others. But yeah, yeah. I don't know about the White Walkers. I don't th- or the which ones which the whites or the zombies. Yeah, the whites are the zombies. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't think the white it hasn't been established whether the whites are they mined Valyrian steel. You know, the other thing is, uh, I know a lot of whites are like skeletons that have been have decayed for quite a while. Yeah. But I think that like fresh corpses can become whites. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah, for sure. So why have we seen like a giant fat guy who's a, <laughs> a white running around? I mean, how funny would that be if you have a Paul Prudhomme or a Dom DeLuise running around trying or, to kill uh, people? Tony Saraguchi or whatever the guy's name yeah, is. Yeah, Tony Saraguchi. Yeah, you get the goose. Yeah. <laughs> the goose. That'd be great. Yeah, in fact, in this episode, we see children whites. It's disappointing we don't see a giant fat guy. Yeah. Hey, uh, look, it's Rush Limbaugh. (laughs) I wish. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, panic ensues. Uh, Brigitte, uh, I'm going to call her Nielsen, even though it's not her name. Uh, She's getting more folks into the boat. She's like an uber, super good uh, wildling, and she's, you know, the best of them. so frantically trying to leave, um, it's just chaos. Uh, I felt like this this is done well. Like the chaos here, I feel it. You know. Yeah, I mean, I think it is until you really think about it. To where why can't everybody just go? Yeah, just get in the water at least. Just know. go. I mean, what? I don't want to freeze to death. No, well, 
you don't want to get killed by a zombie either. So I think I would take my yeah. chances in the water. You're right. All right. So John, well, they have this number of people like fighting back against the gray and running in to go fight. But I mean, are there that few boats that they can't, they don't have the capacity to. Right. Because they have people? like, they have real boats far off in the, I yeah, guess we're watching. We, yeah, we just see it right now. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So there's a shitload of real boats, but they need rowboats to get the people out to the real boats. Uh, you would think those real boats would kind of just come closer, I imagine. I don't know. Anyway, John rallies a group of people. There's like, hey, we gotta, we can't just leave. We gotta protect the people that are left. So, of course, he's like a super coach, and people follow him. Anyway, we get more uh, zombies killing people. Uh, it's pretty frantic. Like pretty twenty eight days later, where it's more like rage zombies as opposed to. Yes, there's the transition from like. We talked about this, how the show just all of a sudden came up with the frantic high-speed zombies yeah. where that wasn't really the thing before. And I don't think it's in the books. I don't think that these zombies are these like super fast, no. you can't stop them zombies. Well, it's more like they're just un- – they are unstoppable, but they aren't like – Superhuman strong, so and I and, and superhuman speed. Yeah, the that's the problem. problem. Like, yeah, and in this, and it looked cool. There's like a hole in the wall, and the zombies just keep coming through at a weird, unnatural pace that I thought visually looked amazing, but I had problems with it um, from a practical st- standpoint. Yeah, I like zombies that are you know the whole point is that they're analog for just people, um, you know when they're unstoppable. And we have the thin well, being heroic. All right, go ahead. You know, with the like the really bony ones, the real problem is that they don't have muscle to operate their limbs. Yeah, I mean, I'm not being stupid. Yep, you sure are. Analyzing, but like, there's a reason that you have muscle. You have muscles. Is that like that's what it takes to move your arm? Like how how these guys running around if they don't have any muscle? You gotta have that magic. Have that. Magic. Yeah, well, okay, fine. Magic it is. <laughs> Uh, no, no, I, I agree with you 100%. Um, I, I know this that is sounds too, like... This I, is too I understand. Crit- it's too critical. I, no, no, I, I, no. I, I, here's the thing. Is I hate... like Okay. You are making a show that is going to attract nerds. Like, that is your demographic. You have to appease them with at least some kind of nerd logic. Okay. But if you're so I agree nerds, with you. I agree. Here we with go. You. One one busting out. Okay. Here we go. Yeah, and we saw a whole bunch of. Why did one one kill every? Oh, just and, get the goddamn get a six get a six by six and just just swing it. And I so, yeah, and I don't understand. Yeah, I understand. Maybe one one doesn't have a weapon of his own, but give him somebody's sword. Like like even like two little swords, human swords, no, would be great no, on his arms. Give like a. A six by six. That's, I mean, what four, sixteen feet long. Six by six by sixteen, and just let them get actually two of those, and then let them do the whirly bird. Okay, so now we got uh, John Snow and the Thin go back into the burning hut that they left to get the dragon glass. I think is the the MacGuffin. Yeah, here. it's the point. And there is an other, basically an old Nordic dude, um, with crazy blue eyes. And of course, the dumb Thin thinks he can just run in and smash him. Yep. And the Thin goes overhead instead of going side to side. I mean, why would you? Yeah, that's like a, people... it's like a killing blow when all you need to do is you know just just test it out. Anyway, he goes down like a little chump. Uh, his weapon turns into a bunch of ice crystals or some nonsense. And John's going for the uh, dragon glass, and he gets thrown away. His uh, Valyrian steel sword gets flung to god knows where uh all right so this is the end of john snow right here we're gonna watch oh no he dodged <laughs> how much power does Dragonglass have i mean can john just kind of throw a junk yeah, at him and think. the guy dies yeah or does he actually have to penetrate him with it he's like hey bro snort this it's some good yeah. shit <laughs> you, want to, you want to do some rails you know what i mean though can, yeah. can he just throw it at him and it bounces off of once him again and kills more, him or more more is he have to penetrate his skin <laughs> I don't think you need to use that word, but yes, I think that's the, um, the magic. The skin. I mean, I'm not trying to look be at weird. this jump. He's like, I hate the like wire jump. Like a guy couldn't jump down 10 feet. I understand that's probably dangerous, but like he jumped very unnaturally. All right. So, uh, Jon Snow just got his ass kicked. He's running away. And this, the stupid, uh, Nordic guys coming after him. 
And lo and behold, John finds Longclaw and uh, stops the blade, the other blade, and they're both surprised, and John cuts him, and oh, Bob's your uncle, as the uh, people from across the uh, sewer say, uh, and... And, and then John somehow weirdly alone in the middle of a giant patch. Yep. And also surprised. Yeah. So we I don't know why it's not a bunch moment. of like little, yeah. little skeletons just running at him. Uh, meanwhile, the Knights King is looking down, and I guess he's taking notice of John during this moment yeah. because he killed one of the guys. Uh, oh shit! That dude's legit. Oh shit! This guy, he might he might challenge me. Oh no! This this part coming up here is really sad. Yeah, I know. This lady with all these little kids pop uh, up. The worst. Uh, and we didn't even get to hear her sing. Pretty sure, she's pretty oh, good. Oh no! These are all the kids that died at Heart Hole. Oh no! Oh no! That kid's been dead for a while. The one with the uh, rib cage. No way that kid just died. I, I'm guessing that's like her son or something. Or, you no, know. because her kids are on the boat, so there's no way they died, you would think. Well, her alive kids are on the boat. Oh, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. You uh, don't know. She's done. She's getting eaten, I guess. You're assuming you're making a butthead out of you and me. That's true. Oh, Pip's there. Or no, uh, that's uh, Dolores. That's right. Dolores, yeah, Dolores, the new, uh, the future yeah. Lord Commander of the Night's Watch. This is the crazy shit right here. So let me go. Oh no! All right, so they send a whole Actually, bunch of one. yeah, whole bunch more zombies fall off a cliff to their presumably death. They're not zombies, they're whites. Oh yeah. god, let's not get into this argument again. Anyway, like a tidal it's not wave. An because I'm 100 right. Oh, so what? These people, uh, they reanimated corpses that attacked the living. Yeah, they're uh, whites. Oh, that, I thought that's... Okay, let's look up zombie in the dictionary. Uh, you go ahead and describe the scene while I look that up. Uh, there's a dude, he's not happy. Hey, he's running. You're really good at this. Run. <laughs> I can't do this in real time. Watch this, this is a good idea. Alright, alright, so I'm going to read you description according to uh, Google... Of a zombie, and you don't tell me these aren't whites. All right, so a corpse said to be revived by witchcraft. Now, wait for it. This is where it really comes to the Game of Thrones um, analogy right here, especially in certain African and Caribbean religions. So I rest my case. They're zombies. That's, uh, yep. All right, so Juan Juan has his uh, six by four by two or whatever. He's got a big stick. It's on fire. He's he's knocking people over. Uh, the Night's King is just watching all this while an overwhelming army is chasing uh, John Tormund and Dol- uh, Dolores to the boats. And look at this guy in the hood in the boat, the like oarsman. I feel like that was somebody too, but you know they never showed his face. Meanwhile, Juan Juan's still wrecking. Uh, he just wades out into the water. There's more skeletons on his back, and he casually throws them down. He's more annoyed than anything else. Annoyed and like tired. A dog with a flea. Yep. It is very odd that the skeletons don't chase them out into the water. I'm not sure what that is. They can't. They don't know how to swim. So if you didn't know I how to guess. swim, if you didn't know how to swim as a, a live person, your zombie um, doesn't know how to swim either. I think that's how it works. I mean, that's the explanation, but it seems very weird. Nope. Seems normal. Uh, and then, no, of course, no. we get this uh, scene where John's looking back, and there's nothing but zombies on the shore. Uh, I guess they've killed everybody. Uh, they're still killing people. And there's just this weird stare down. Oh, Tormund's crying. Yeah, and all these people could not swim in the water for reasons that are beyond us. Yeah. It's grand. I'd rather die freezing and drowning than uh, being stabbed by a white, I guess. 
Mm-hmm. Now you get it. Okay, so these uh, others, so we got the Night's King coming up. Obviously, they know how to make clothing. He's wearing boots and shit. Hell yeah. He's giving John the old stare down, and then here we go. We got the come at me snow moment. This is the, this is the best. The first time I saw this, I mean, blew my mind, man. Mm-hmm. Didn't blow your mind? Look at this shit. I mean, it was a it was a good uh, it was a good scene. Come at me, bro. I and once again, this is it's not in the book, but it does make you uh, think about the other threat, which you've mainly forgot about up until this point. Well, they act. They do mention the. I think they mentioned the uh, the hard home massacre in the book. But there's no actual details. Like it's just like a background yeah. thing. None of the yeah. uh, the story perspective uh, near um, you know narrative yeah. scenes were or the the characters weren't there. Which is what makes it so great. I mean, Jesus Christ. Yeah, but it's definitely contrived getting John there. We've already talked about how weak it was. All right, so all the dead wildlings stand up. They are now including Brigitte. Oh no, not Brigitte Sor- Sorensen. Swords? How do you say it? Sorensen. That's it. All right. So obviously the Night's King is—he's not something to fuck with. Yeah, yeah much like Wu Tang. <laughs> much like yeah, Wu Tang. You got the Night's yeah. King, and you got uh, Jared mm-hmm. from Subway. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I, I fuck with them. Gross. So, all right. All right. So that's the end of the episode. Jon Snow. Uh, Rose out of hard home, uh, just a severe ass kick, ass kicking. Um, God damn! How great would it be if they did uh, row, row, row your boat <laughs> in a round? You don't start yeah. yet. You start next. <laughs> row, row, row your boat. Yeah. Row, row, row your boat. Okay, uh, yeah. So I gotta say, I think you're right. In which that what I mean by you're right. I think uh, the bastard bowl. Uh, between John and Ramsey was a better episode, um, but yeah. this was a very good episode. So I think this is number three after uh, Bastard Bowl and, and then the last episode of next season. That being said, um, once again, implications for the plot uh, for this episode are pretty minimal. I mean, it it sets up the the threat of the White Walkers, but nothing of real consequence happens to. Uh, anybody we really care about. I mean, all the main characters, John, uh, Tormund, Dolores, they all get out, even Juan Juan. Um, so, and what do we learn? Uh, White Walkers are bad. But I do think it's worth talking about because they're really bad and we get to see what it's going to be like if they ever get south of that wall, if that wall ever crumbles. Um, but as a, But once again, I'm not going to give it a really high score because I feel like it doesn't have any consequences on the plot. So uh, I'm going to give it a 4.0. I, I mean, I disagree with that. I think it really, see, well, I, I mean, I guess I agree that it doesn't have any real consequence on the plot, but I do think it illustrates the threat that is possible, which I don't think we had any idea of how bad the threat is. And that's very important to the I, show. I agree with you 100%. I'm yeah. just saying, like, as a whole, this episode, once again, great action. Um, you know, not the direction I would have chosen for the zombies, but still, I feel like it was done well. Um, <clears throat> so what do you got? What are you going to rate this? I think 4.5. Eh, that's pretty good. So, yeah. We're going to round that down because I had the four on I out. Uh, we can only go four, 4.5. So it's a 4.0 for this episode. So that's our uh, Hard Hope episode. Guys, if you enjoyed this, uh, and I know you didn't, uh, let us know. No, no way you did. <laughs> uh, leave some comments on uh, iTunes or on the website. Uh, I think we will replay the old episode next week, or we might go on to the next episode, uh, you know, episode nine. Just have to wait and see. We'll see how our Patreon subscribers do there. Uh, if we get that dollar amount we really want. Uh, anyway, uh, we're going to check out because um, I just feel like it's a good time to end it. Because <laughs> it was terrible. <laughs> yes, end our lives. Okay. Bye-bye. All right, bye. bye. bye.